Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the long-awaited, get-off-my-back people on Twitter, 450 Motocross Preview Show. BTOsports.com, all-new website coming up very soon, very smartphone-friendly, lower and cheaper fares for shipping internationally, and uh, free express shipping on all orders over 99 bucks. Just use the code PULPMX to save yourself money on anything BTOsports.com carries. Well, just about anything anyways. And uh, you name it, they have it for your biker body. They've also got Fox Racing, and this show is presented by Fox Racing. The official gear of Ryan Dungey, Kenny Roxon, and many others in the pits. Uh, check out Foxhead.com or go to your local author- authorized Fox dealer. Fox ain't St. Boot, Airspace Goggle, you name it, Fox Racing. Leading companies out there for making motocross gear and accessories. All right, 450 MX preview show on the line with me uh, all the way from North Carolina, my boss, RacerX online editor, Jason Wygant. Your face card in the RacerX deck, Mathis. Face card in your face, Wygant. Face card in the deck. And uh, also all the way from Boise, Idaho, hawking fly racing products, uh, getting very excited for Trey Kennard to be rocking the fly race where come this summer, but not Weston Pike. Moment of silence for that. And we're back. J- JT, what's up? Yeah. No Pike this summer for you, which is got to hurt, but, you know, you got Trey Kennard. I feel like Pike's peaked. <laughs> you just got out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, uh, buy low, sell high type thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Ah, good move. Yeah, we wish him the best. I, I feel like he'll he'll have a rough summer and then uh, get back and fly stuff and kill it next year. <laughs> Just take that take that motivation and go. He is wearing Fox racing gear, or is he in shift? Which guy? One of them is in shift. He's in shift. All right, and yeah. Ivan Tedesco in Fox gear. Um, Wygant, on a scale of one to a hundred, how excited are you for Godzilla opening up in theaters everywhere this weekend? You know, I'm looking out the window here, and I. I don't see anything that resembles Godzilla. Uh, there is some rain to deal with, so I would know maybe to use an umbrella and rain boots and a rain jacket. But I don't see how learning anything about Godzilla would help me learn anything that would help my day-to-day life. Hmm. All right. Yeah, how could Godzilla apply? Now, if I, if I look out the window right now, if I were to see him yeah. above trees breathing fire, <laughs> then I would think this movie is something I need to see. It is. It is the result of a nuclear meltdown. He is a creature created from nuclear meltdown. We had Chernobyl. You don't know what's out there. What if you had to do a editorial piece for Dirt Cool Magazine, and 
you needed to know the relevance of Godzilla and Japanese culture. Yes. Well, there you go. maybe I could use the 127 other Godzillas that have been <laughs> produced at some point. Uh, oh, no! There's a time in human history where there hasn't been either a Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, or Godzilla movie out. Has there ever been one calendar year without uh, any of those? Mm, I hope not. I don't. Yeah, I hope not either. I don't want to live in that world. I know Godzilla came out in '85. There was a remake in '85, and then Batman with Michael Keaton was '88. Oh so, no, no, there was a Godzilla in the late '90s. No, I know. No, no, I'm, I'm just. I'm go, going back going to the timeline. I'm going to go to timeline. '85 okay. original Godzilla or a remake of a Godzilla, but American remake that was really shitty. Starred Raymond Burr. '88 uh, Michael Keaton Batman. '89 uh, another Batman with the Penguin, I think. Then we had uh, maybe dry spell in the early nineties, but late. Now that when, when was Val Kilmer? Batman. Oh, yeah, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Yeah, that was I, I. I got those out of my mind. But yeah, so then and then right when the sort of those ended, then Godzilla came with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Yep. 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 Then there have there been two since the the Batman's that started with Keaton and ended with Clooney. Have there been two sets of Batman's? No, just one set, but three movies. One set of three. But there's been two sets of Spider-Mans? Uh, two sets of Spider-Mans, five movies in total. In uh, how many years? Um, yeah, 99 to probably uh, now, you know, 10 years. Somewhere around there. There's two Incredible Hulks as well, two yeah, series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two people. And then now they are doing another Batman with Ben Affleck. So they're redoing Batman again. Weed, you got to be so excited for movies these days. They don't even try anymore. Like, do they just have a, an egg timer on the desk that says, okay, I think, I think 18 months is enough. We could just churn out another one of these. We'll just get – they just throw darts. They've got, like, guys' names on there. Mm-hmm. Throw darts. I didn't think Matthew Broderick would have been on it. But, <laughs> well, okay, we haven't done a Batman with this guy yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, maybe MXA will shoot out the Batmans one time, you know, when they're done – Shooting out ten-year-old two-strokes that haven't changed. Maybe they'll shoot out the Batman's. All right. This is the national preview that everyone wanted to hear. Who is going to be the Godzilla of the 450 class? No, wait. I'm just kidding. That's ridiculous. Let's start with this. Let's start with this. Weed, you're the voice of American motocross. There is a press release that will announce that soon. Yes. Uh, Glenn- Not on those terms, but I understand. <laughs> you are. Motocross. He is the outdoor national. You are the outdoor nationals. I will be Glenn Helen soon. I am going to keep referring every single person on Twitter that asked me about the TV schedule to you, so you can deal with these people. No, you you've done a good job of that. I don't think you've left one not in my lap. I don't understand what the deal is. I think it's one of these dumb things where it takes like for a press release to come out, and nothing's official to a press release comes out. Apparently, you need a hundred thousand people to sign everything. In this case, you have multiple networks, so it's probably two hundred thousand people. And it's, like, totally known. Like, everything's known, yet not announced. Yeah. First motos will be on Map TV. Second motos will be on NBC Sports Network. Three times, just like previous years, the second moto, there will be a moto, a second moto on regular NBC Network. Not that crazy. It's not that different. It's not that new. Fuel's been traded out for Map TV. That's the only difference. They announced this at the banquet last year in August. Yeah. But you know, did I, you know that they dropped Speed TV in Canada. Oh my God! Yeah. Had you heard? Have you heard that? Can you fix? You need to deal with these Canadians. Why can't? No. Me? 
Yeah, they're not happy. Dealing with one of them is enough. No, they're, I'm pointing. It's your fault. <laughs> I'm face face card, bro. <laughs> face card. Um, look. Um, what are they mad about? What I don't understand. They, they can't get the nationals. They don't have TV. Mav TV because they don't have speed, and they're gone off speed. I don't know what they're mad about. They're mad about something. But how did they know that the nationals were going to be on speed? They, no one officially knows what they're on. They're, they're, yeah, they don't get speed. They don't get nationals. They don't get Mav. They don't get anything. <laughs> they get yeah. CBC. They, they, can you make a deal with the CBC? I think that's Just what. A real quick. Like uh, when um, when the motors were on fuel, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of people got fuel. Not a lot of people get Mav TV. You know, it is what it is. They're small channels. But what that was, I think the original TV deal was just we'll never get four hours of motocross on TV, but we can get two. So well, the second motos we'll have on a network. It was Speed. Now it's NBC Sportsnet. But the first motos were just on the internet, and then I think Fuel came along and said, "Hey, can we have these two? Yeah. They said, "Sure, that'd be a bonus." Right. And I think that's what the Mav TV thing is. So. It's almost like there was an upgrade of even putting them on TV at all, but since they're on small networks and then you forget where it was four years ago when they weren't on any network, it seems bad. But they'll always be live on the Internet like they were in 2009. People thought that was cool back then. Still the case. Yeah, just um, just yeah. go online and watch First Motos. That's where they are. They're online. If you get yeah, Mad TV, are, the great. First Motos, there are no restrictions. It doesn't matter what your cable contract yeah. is. If you have cable, there are... There have never been restrictions in the first motos, and there won't be. Second motos, the world of paywalls, and do you have cable? Yeah. Are you, do you have that uh, that reality Look, that every I, live sporting event is struggling with? I'm, came to reality for motos. Do you want me to un, unleash, uncan, pull out of the drawer my Both an, barrels. my annual rant about not having these channels? Do you want me to? You know, like I want both barrels. I, look, I understand you don't get fuel or you don't get Mav. They are especially channels. Sometimes they're not even offered. I get that. Yep. But you, if you don't have ESPN, you don't have Speed, you don't have NBC Sports, you're just not into it. It's literally $7 a month extra for these sports channels in most cases. It's a couple of Starbucks. It's a couple of hot dogs. Make, you know, for people, I don't want to pay for it. Well, don't complain. It's like seven or eight dollars. Normally, the complaint. No, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Come on. Yes, it is. I have the complaint is not just like these Canadians saying I can't. No, no, no. No matter what. No, no. The complaints are I don't want to pay extra. I don't want to buy that package. I have to spend an extra twelve dollars a month, eight dollars a month, whatever, for that package to get Speed or NBC Sports or whatever. That is a complaint out there. Absolutely, that's a complaint. I get it a lot. You will not. Find a sympathetic ear over here. You can find $7. You can find $8, people. I know you, some of you have kids. You're renting an apartment. I get it. I get it. Times are tough. You can figure it out, though. You can really, really figure out where you get $8 a month. So Yeah, the Speed, or now Fox Sports 1, or NBC Sports, which have held the – those have had the bulk of Supercross or Motocross motos in the last eight years or something. That's pretty much your basic package. I mean – Get them on the internet. Get the first motos on the internet. Second motos on NBC Sports. Yeah, it, w- it shouldn't be that difficult. I mean, is it awesome? I mean, is it the greatest thing? Is it all four motos live on the regular NBC every yeah. Saturday? No, yeah. I don't yeah. think it'll ever be there. Yeah, no. You let's don't get millions and millions of people watching motocross. Make sure you complain about changing the channel too, people, and make sure you complain about the times and all that. How about you just go back to having 
one effing race a year, the 86 USGP. That's it. You got Carlsbad. Good luck, people. Fuck, these people drive me nuts, but they're complaining. They're never happy. I got to change the channel. It's too much money. I, I, my cable provider, I don't have MAV. I, my computer buffers. I don't have MB. Like, you know, stop it. Stop it. It's four motos. You can't get four motos on TV on a Sunday, Saturday. You just can't do it. We have, on one network. On one network. We probably draw the same amount. I was going to say dog show, but then I thought dog shows draw more. Like, ratings. Right? Probably dog shows draw, draw more, more draw Oh, more I people. bet you. Because right. who doesn't have a dog well, besides me? You're not watching it, Wagon, but everyone else is. We, we draw the same as Pink's or, you know, something like that. Some stupid show like that. We don't have the power to put four motos on TV on a Saturday. It's ridiculous. I hate these people that complain. I hate them. Wow. wow. It just pisses that me off. Barrels. It just pisses me off. Figure it out. Make it happen. It's better than what it used to be, you know? Yeah, it isn't that bad. It isn't that bad. No. It's not the greatest setup ever, and I think everyone would admit that. Um, there's just so many. I, I think any time that there are complaints about this sport, some of them are legit. Some of them, all of them require, I think, to step back and look at. You can't just look at the sport itself. You have to look at what's around it. You know, so the TV thing is an obvious one. You know, it's you have to look at what else is on TV, what else the networks could have, how popular is it in the real grand scheme. That always has to be put in mind, you know. I mean, with everything here, I mean, you can complain about anything in this sport, and almost always it comes down to, well, is the sport actually big enough and popular enough to make that happen? No. That's the answer to the purse. No. The answer to team, sponsorship, no. television, everything. It's not. It's not big enough. Not the answer. That's no. not the answer? No. This, is, the this answer. is coming from the face card of Racer X. Okay. It's not big enough. Um. So you are the voice of American Motocross. No, we just agreed. We just agreed. That's what? the point. You have to look at it and ask the question, is it big enough? And you're saying it is not. Yeah. That's what I mean. Almost any of the major issues that we all deal with in this sport are often the answer actually goes back to, well, other sports are bigger. <laughs> right. 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 Dog so that's, shows. That's the problem. Dog shows. People got mad that there were two, I think there were two Supercrosses this year that ended up not being live on Fox Sports 1. Yeah. Because they had UFC. UFC. More people watch it than Supercross. Nothing you can do about that. No. Until yeah. more people watch Supercross. The network, what, are the, what do you, choice do you think they're going to make? So is your goal this year, Wagant, to make and witness all 24 gate drops? Is that the plan? I don't think that's humanly possible. <laughs> well, good luck. I mean, it hasn't been done in the past. <laughs> right. Um, Grant Langston in the booth with you? Yep. Um, no Jeff Emig anymore? What are you gonna miss? Nope. What are you gonna miss about Fro? What are you gonna miss? What 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 Fro highlights come to mind that you're not gonna get that experience this summer? Well, as you know, Fro and I were pretty much we could have just worn one gigantic belt because we were <laughs> never we were hip to hip, stride for stride all weekend long at those races. You know how often you make fun of us for that? Like you guys can stand you you guys yeah. don't have to follow each other around all day. Yes, we were pretty much. Sun up to sundown. It was just me and Jeff walking every, every. We visited every pit together, ate lunch together, we did everything together. So, obviously, we've all known GL for a while. I consider myself friends with the guy. Will there be that level of brotherhood? Mm. That will be the question. Yeah. I and do- we twelve hours every Saturday, never be more than five feet apart because that's pretty much what it was with Emig and I. And 
you'll notice that Emig and Ralph are pretty much the same weight. They are. They are. Um, I guarantee GL, although he's multi-time champion, he won't sign as many autographs as Fro. That was part of the time you'd spend with yes. Fro. Fro was... Track, reviewing what pass he made and what year. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and just so everybody understands why, I think what happened here was basically there's two different networks now and two different companies. Motocross and Supercross are on the business side are going in further and further apart. Now they used to at least even both be on speed. Now that's not even the case. So I think eventually everyone has to make a, had to make a choice. I you don't see me doing anything for Fox Sports or Feld anymore, do you? Uh, we did see you on Supercross Live, though. Yes, that's true. I did get five minutes of internet coverage in the last four years. So now nah, it sucks that, that they got to be like that. It does suck, but um, yeah, whatever. Uh, the real question is, Pete, what, the, our listeners, pay attention and see if GL comes back to Arena Cross. He did a great job. Um, he's with Robbie Floyd calling the Arena Crosses. Why well, get your old job? You 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 used to do that with uh, yeah. Dowdy and uh, forget who else. Buddy Martinez. Buddy Martinez for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the real real thing, people, pay attention to see if Langston had to make a Sophie's Choice of sort and if he comes back to Arena Cross next year. I'm betting he does not. It doesn't conflict, but I'm betting the Supercross folks, the Supercross TV folks, have, have kicked him out of the kingdom. No, the networks, dude. The networks. Yeah, Supercross TV folks. Yeah, uh, the, the, the networks. Yeah. Okay. Network. Sure. Um, I'm sure Rupert Murdoch is like, who is doing these arena cross shows? <laughs> that. Well, actually, Rupert is South African, isn't he? Oh man. Yeah. how he got the gig in the first. Right. No, he's that's Australian. Out, yeah. yeah. No, oh, he's Australian. He's Australian. Right. Okay. Oh, sorry. Chad um, Reed. Chad Reed. Right. So, and Georgia Lindsay will be the pit reporter, and uh, uh, Kelly Stavis, who did a great job, uh, moving on up to bigger and better things. Yep. So she did a great job, though, uh, in her time. She moved full-time to Charlotte, right? Yeah, she's uh, full-time NBC doing NASCAR stuff, and uh, they have some IndyCar races, so she does those. NBC will have NASCAR racing next year, so then she'll be pit reporter for those. But right now they've got, like, a studio show and stuff that they do from here in Charlotte. Uh, but when you say great job, you're pretty much just talking about that she came on the Pulp Show a couple times. That's really <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's really it. You're no. a little biased. No, she was good. She no, was. She was awesome. She, she would have gotten upgraded if she didn't do an awesome job. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So Georgia Lindsay, who was supposed to do it and didn't get a green card in time, is back. So that's cool. I like that decision. I mean, it's good to reward her. Let's see what she can do. She did it in the GPS. You know, she knows her stuff. So, yep, should be good. Uh, it's Wygant with two GLs and two foreign GLs at that. Hold it down for America, Weech. Uh, it is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think so. A little strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, Canadian on the show. Remember, what's that? Don't forget, we used to have Canadian, a Canadian, and Jamie uh, Beswick. Oh, Aaron Bates. Aaron Bates. That's right. I forgot. And J- Jamie Beswick is from Australia. He? No, he's from England. Oh, he is. England, bro. Oh, yeah. well, he's never been seen since one since that one episode. I don't know if he'll <laughs> ever. Will Jamie Beswick ever make an appearance again? I don't. I don't. I don't think he's a face card in the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Beswick. Uh, this is why James Stewart is a quitter. This is why, or whatever he was yelling. <laughs> it's like he was very. He was very. He he had some pointed comments about almost all the riders, but one one with James Stewart really. Yeah. Either towed the line or went over the line. 
Yeah, good times. They had to, and they had to take him out back and shoot him. He's <laughs> never seen again. <laughs> yeah. uh, so no, Too bad, like Bestwick is a really cool guy. And what was really funny is like when we go to the motocross, that the two or three years that he worked with us, like a month later there was X Games, and then so I'd hang out with him at the motocross, and it was just like, who's this guy? Why is yeah. this guy here? What's the deal? What, is, what does he even do? That was like the general vibe. Then, like a month later, I'd be at X Games, and there would be like people falling and fainting over themselves. There goes Jamie Bestwick; he's a six-time gold medal. It was unbelievable. So it's just so weird how that changes so quickly. But having said that, I don't think he did that great of a job. He just didn't have the knowledge. He was a BMX guy. That's, I'm just talking about the right. industry perception. No, no, like, I know. No, I he know. He could walk around in the pits. You know what? I guess I bet you uh, NFL players could walk around in a Supercross in the pits and not be recognized. You know? Well, not James Harrison Maybe. when he has his short shirt off at a national. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, he stood out. He stood out like a lot at a, a national with no shirt on. <laughs> You're like, hey, look, the Incredible Hulk is here, but he's not green. Um, all right, hey, so and also too, no Racer X Motocross show, or how's that going? What's the changes with that, or something's going on? Yeah, uh, there we had the review show going since I think. Yeah. I think 08 was the first year we did it, maybe 07. Mm-hmm. It actually started at Loretta's in 2005. Then we brought it to the Nationals a few years later. And then live TV came along. And I was really getting frustrated because at the end of the second moto's on TV, we'd go to commercial. We'd come back. Two minutes after the moto's over, we would have a highlight reel. We'd be like, let's give you the recap of what happened. Yeah. Then it'd be like four hours freaking later, we'd be in the press tent with like the 17-year-olds from Verb. <laughs> covered in dust and dirt and mud and, like, editing the footage they got. Then the TV people would come over and be like, here's a hard drive with all our footage. It's already edited. They'd be like, ah. And I'm like, this model is no longer. You would, you would literally be leaving the track at, at 11 o'clock at night. You yeah, it was like three hours of just sitting and eating the leftover potato chips that were left in the press <laughs> tent, waiting for this to get edited. And I'm like, the race has been gone, come and gone. Yeah. We used to get yelled at by John Ayers and the crew, like, we have to pack this tent up and get it from Colorado to Tennessee. You have to stop working now. Yelled at by John Ayers. JT, that's weird. <laughs> Strange. Strange, Strange uh, behavior. Yes. Yeah, such a kind man, usually. Ray of sunshine. Yes. Um, so they're going to have a guy on the, uh, the TV. They, uh, the TV crew is just, they're, he's just going to cut highlights. Um, so you'll still get your highlights. It's not going to be yeah. presented like, as if it was the motocross show like it used to be, but that's kind of become irrelevant. Yeah, a little bit. I enjoyed doing it when I was the host a few years back, but it was more of a case I was just standing there doing nothing, and Dave would be like, Mathis, do this show. Okay. Yeah, so. and if we want to do that, if we, if, if we think that a video with me and you or JT or any combination of us or Ping or somebody else breaking it down is cool, we could still just do that. Yeah. Uh, but a 20-minute show with highlights of a race that everyone already watched and yeah, watched yeah. highlights of is kind of, at this point, a waste of uh, our time. We could do cooler, newer things. And that show died died when Paul Lindsay left it. <laughs> Paul Lindsay in his it's notebook. Same thing with Paul. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The Moto Show. Okay, uh, let's and and, and uh, Holly's um, Supercross Live. Oh yes, yes, yes. MXON will be canceled next year, I'm sure. <laughs> um. Let's get to the Nationals. A couple of track changes. JT will bring you on board to talk about this. You've always been critical of a Glenn Helen, JT, for the, for, for the most part. A lot of riders have, but it's back. And I think Glenn Helen may be a case of you don't know what you got till it's gone because we went to Elsinore and we went to Paula. Paula wasn't bad, but we went to Elsinore for a couple of years. 
And maybe Glenn Hill isn't so bad. Not as bad as Elsinore. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, to go to Glen Helen, like I'm excited to go watch. Just as a rider, yeah, it wasn't very much fun. It was I was literally scared a lot during the during the race because the the hills get so rough and steep and fast, and it's just a. It, I just felt like the track was dangerous most of the time when I was out there, and you really don't have a choice. Like it's it's your job. Like you have to hang it out. So. You can't really just back it down and be like, oh, that's too dangerous. I'm going slow. You know, you can't do that. So for a spectator and for all the people that are going out there to watch and have an event there, I think it's awesome. And, and I'll be one of those people, and I'm excited to go. But as a rider, still is like, eh, man, this is just, just get me through this day safely, and, and I'll do the best I can type feeling. Yeah. But, yeah, it'll be better than Elsinore. Oh, yeah. Like I said. Yeah. For my perspective now, I'm excited. I, I think Glen Helen is an awesome venue. Mm-hmm. Just as a rider, it was a little bit different. Like, my, my feeling was completely different from what it is now. You didn't like when Jody just soaked the shit out of a straightaway? I did. That was it. I was actually not that dangerous. I didn't care about that. Like, well, I mud mean, and I don't mean and dangerous. Stuff. It was more, you know, doing 30 miles an hour down a hill with huge braking bumps and uh, jumping, you know, 125 foot triples. Yeah. Uh, you know, wide open as fast as your bike would go and if, if something bad happens i mean there's yeah. you're going to the hospital you know I was, just stuff like that i don't think has there were there were jumps out there that i don't think have a place in in a real motocross race like that it's just too dangerous over a 35 minute span it was always strange to see jody design that stuff and then you watch him and he he's not exactly getting a lot of air himself he's an older guy you know he's always sort of old school as old school comes if you look up if you go to an old school he will be in there He'll be in the classroom of an old school. Yeah, and, and he, you know, if you complain, he wants to call you names and say, you're, you know, whatever. But he's, he, could, he wouldn't go out there and do that stuff. So uh, it's well, not that we can't jump the stuff he built, and, and it's not like we're just like, oh, I've never jumped out. I'm scared to jump it. It's just when you're talking about 40 guys in a race for 35 minutes, and Glen Helen is notoriously bad for shadows uh, in the second motor. You can't really see what you're doing half the time. It just makes for a dangerous uh, element and already dangerous sport. So that was really my complaint. And we had the one year we had a, a bunch of broken wheels too. You know. So. Yeah, I, I didn't finish either moto the last year I raced, right. or actually in 2007, I didn't finish either moto because I broke a wheel both motos. But anyway, so it's back. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I do think it's a good thing as long as the track design is good and everything else. Um, and uh, Weege Southwick is gone. Indiana is back. Or not back. back. Indiana is 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 arrived. Has arrived. Okay. Well, it's back in a sense. I'll be going back. I rode the GNCC there, fifth place in the industry class. Um, I rode it once as well, and uh, had some dude run into me, and then it stopped up my back fender, but I didn't realize this. And then, like the first mud hole, like my bike just crapped out. I'm like, what's the deal? Well, it was just an open air filter, like oh yeah, yeah. getting pummeled. <laughs> like what the dude? I've opened. Why couldn't even go 15 minutes? What's the problem? Right. Um, but Indiana should be good. I think I did good. ride it another year. Anyway, this is going to be yeah. pretty good. It's basically Red Bud-esque. Uh-huh. Uh, similar part of the country, so you're probably going to get a lot of fans there. I mean, that, that area certainly seems to draw any kind of motorsport. And uh, you... track-wise, just kind of like Red Bud. It's dead flat in, like, the parking area. But for some dumb reason, there's actually hills off to the side that they can use for a track. Uh, is it uh, – you fly in Indianapolis, right? Is that – Close yeah, it's about an hour. Yeah, an hour from Indy. All right, all right. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good combination overall, I think. I, I'm still you know, sad about Southwick, though. I think right, I, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what sucks yeah. up. The, let's put it this way. When uh, Muddy Creek came in last year, people were pumped because of the reputation, but I think a lot of people were like, eh, with the track. Yeah. Narrow, and our, our view is pretty outspoken about it. Um, I don't think that will be the case with Indiana this year. The advantage was that Muddy Creek was taking the place of Freestone, where people were like, eh, yeah, because it was yeah. so damn hot. Yeah. Here you're taking the place of Southwick, which, as they would say, no one's taking the place of Southwick. There will never, ever, ever be another Larry Bird. There will never, ever, ever be another Southwick. Like, you can't replace that. I hope I hope they go back. I do. It's a, yeah. right in the middle of the town. It was pretty cool, nice scenery. And I got some Simpson in a jar here, though. So I'll never. it'll never leave this house in a sense. Okay. Um, That's right. You are the sand. <laughs> either one. Um <laughs> All right, let's move on to the riders a little bit. We recap some tracks, recap the, some TV knowledge stuff. Um, does anybody think Ryan Dungey is not the favorite to win this this title? Either one of you James jerkies. Stewart. So you think James Stewart is? No, I think he thinks he that Ryan oh, Dungey is not oh, the favorite. Oh, if anybody does it, all right, we can call James and see. Um, so does anybody think that Dungey or Stewart, like, for uh, it's hard to break this down. Dunge is just the diesel. He's going to be great. He's in shape. He's going to go fast. He's probably going to win this title, right, Wygant? I was on another radio show, All uh, Action Sports Radio, yesterday. Go. Okay. And they said, "So Ryan Villapoto's out. So should we just have the championship celebration for James Stewart now? Because there's no one that's going to be able to stop him." Right? Whoa! Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, either way, like you, you can't. It would be ridiculous to say that about Stewart, but I think it'd be ridiculous to say that about Dungey with Stewart there. Um, no, I know, I, I know your arguments, and they're good ones. Yeah, he squared off in 2012. It was ridiculous that a photographer went across the track, but in the end, Stewart crashed out of a ton of motos, and it wasn't close as far as the championship. They weren't close last year either. No, so, yeah. I know that's your argument, right? Well, my argument is just it's 24 motos, and I just can't see James Stewart finishing 24 motos but i can certainly see ryan dungy finishing 24 motos that's my argument yeah i i, I mean just he and, has like, to prove us wrong and look I mean, even it has to prove us wrong i'm sure he said the exact same thing a year ago look and mike webb and renee and uh leroy and the suzuki guys great guys james had some bike problems this year though you know um he had a clutch problem last year so, again, those guys are great, and they're, they're working hard, but that is a little question mark. As a former mechanic, that is but a little... But Dungey's had problems as well. What did Dungey have? He flooded his bike, couldn't stop. Couldn't, uh, okay, well, that's a DNF. Yeah, but he, it was his fault. It wasn't the bike's fault. It was, the bike the, wouldn't start. That's be, all I'm trying to tell you. Because he flooded it. They, they, they went back, looked at the battery. I mean, they have smaller batteries in there. They have smaller capacity batteries. Than stock for light for weight purposes, but okay. Well, all I'm telling you is the bike shut okay. off and okay. then he couldn't start. Right. Thanks. So, thanks. Regardless of what happened or flooded it or it was a drought or whatever happened, uh, he didn't finish the moto. So okay, thanks. Um. So yeah, I don't know. And then James, of course, the crashing. I don't think the photographer will run across the track again. I think that that should be good. Maybe Cox. Maybe I can see Steve Cox running across it because some fan wants to debate. Depends him about, on what's on the other side. Yeah, I could see a fan wanting to debate him about Obama or something, and him running across the track. Tebow. Yeah, Tebow, Obama, guns. Uh, what else? 
it's true with Stewart that for whatever reason, and this year in Supercross, it definitely wasn't all just massive crashes. Like just weirdo luck just seems to follow him. Like mm-hmm. the Daytona thing absolutely was just weirdo luck. I mean, yeah. what is the width of a header pipe? Two inches, inch and a half? Yeah. Something like that. What was the what's the width of a handlebar grip? Two inches. <laughs> like yeah. he couldn't have that hit on a Leslie's handlebar again if he was aiming for it. A thousand shots at it. But that's the kind of stuff that seems to happen. Weird crashes at strange times, weird bike problems at strange times. So if that's happening in Supercross, yeah, 24 outdoor motos. So, like I said, I'm sure we said this last year. He's just going to have to prove us wrong. Yeah. If he does 24 yeah. straight motos solid, we'll be like, he did it. it but until we've okay. been proven. Okay, well. He- this is a guy that won every single moto in a season also. Yes, beating the mighty was, Tim Ferry, too. It was a long time ago. I understand, but yeah. we're saying he has to prove it to us. He has proven it before. I'll take the, like, previous yeah. whatever, nine Supercross and Motocross. Like, it hasn't been proven in, like, nine straight series. I'm with, I'm with Weech. I'll take that. I'll I am, too. That. I'm just playing devil's advocate. You like that. I know you like that. Oh, that's um, good. That, that here, makes for good debate. Here, I understand he did go 24-0. Here's but the question. man, ever since then, it's just been weirdo stuff. Okay, besides the weirdo Absolutely, weirdo, I, I completely agree. Besides yeah. the weirdo stuff, besides his, his tendency to crash every now and then, Last year, none of that would have mattered because he wasn't as fast as Dungey. That was the bottom line. He was not as fast as Dungey. Do you think, JT, he's as fast as Dungey or faster this year outdoors? Like, does his – he improved in Supercross this year. We saw that. He had Dungey covered uh, pretty much every race whenever he wanted. Does that translate to outdoors? And last year was just – his lack of speed was uh, ACL uh, issues or whatever it was. Do you think he – is faster than Dungey, just outright this year outdoors. I do think he's faster. I think in time practice, you'll see James Stewart at the top the majority of the year. I really do. If he's healthy and everything's a go, you'll see him at the top uh, a lot. Um, but I don't think that matters long long term. And, and obviously, they don't hand out points for, for qualifying. So, yes, I do think he's faster across the board, outdoor, supercross, whatever. Uh, but, uh, and it, you know, at the end of the series, you're going to look back and say, man, James is fast, but he yeah, crashed here and this happened and that happened and all the stuff we just talked about. Okay. We, do you agree? You think James will be faster? More speed? No. I don't know if I'll go that far. Oh, really, well, yeah, there we go. I don't know if I'll go that far because you're, you're right. Last year, he was not as fast as Dungy. I mean, you were waiting for it one of these weeks. You're like, when is, when is Stewart going to be Stewart? And it just it came every once in a while, but. Even then, it wasn't unbelievable. When did it even come once in a while? I'm thinking. I'm trying. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, he did win Millville. Millville. You know, I'm, I'm sure people are going to be like, dude, he won Millville. He did win Millville. That's true. Yep. Um, but it wasn't the, the, the type of stuff you, you normally expect from him. So, yeah, he did get better in Supercross this year. But I feel even going back to 12, when he came out on fire and won the first four motos, in the end, in three of those first four motos, Dungey was right there. It wasn't like... Dungey was pulling up the track saying, oh, my God, i got to make up three seconds a lap. Oh, my God. You know? So, I guess it just has to be proven otherwise. But I do. this is the best James Stewart we've seen since I don't even know when, 2009? Yeah. So, so that's the ultimate question, right? It, how much better is Stewart than previous? That's the, that's the whole argument, I think, right? I think from what with the evidence we've gotten in Supercross, I think – 
that there you could make a strong case that he will be the best outdoors we've seen him in years. About that, I just don't know if he can stay off the ground. That's really what it comes down to, and that's what it's come down to for a long time for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's why I just I don't see James. I don't see James holding this number one plate um, because I don't see him making it through twenty four motos. Maybe he tweaks a knee, misses a race or two. If you want to tell me that James Stewart wins more motos than Ryan Dungey, I'll, I'll go with that. But it's Dunge, man. It's Dunge. He's just solid. The other uh, problem is that, and I said this in 2012, and unfortunately that it came back to be true, the margin of error for outdoors is a little bit less because if you screw up in the first moto and wad yourself up bad, you're going to miss a second moto, and then you're going to miss 50 points. Yeah. Um, so if you have any, if you have one big wallop of a crash, and we've seen James have plenty of them outdoors, you're done for a whole day. It's double damage. So that's something else to watch as well. The consistency, I think, is almost a little bit more important. So you're saying, if you're flying through the air in the first moto because you, you're cartwheeling, you got to really try to tuck and roll because you got to make that second moto. Well, when the photographer crossed the track, that was the first moto. Yeah. He did not race moto two. If he had only lost 25 points in that crash, mm-hmm. oh, he could make, make up 25. He was already ahead by 12 or something at that point in the season already. Yeah. After two rounds. But once you lose 50, that's pretty much you're done. So, JT, you at Glen Helen, you had a bad day when you broke your wheels. Yeah, it was the last race, though. I'd pretty much already packed it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. Purposely leave the spokes loose. Yeah, going exactly. Into- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. So. JT and I think that James has him covered in speed. Weege, you're not so sure. None of us think he can make 24 motos. And all of us think Ryan Dungey will win the title. Did I just wrap that up? JT, I thought you picked Stewart, no? No, he said no. James Stewart would be the only one to disagree with that statement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, did, did, did I just wrap that up? Can we just call it a day now on this podcast? <laughs> did I, um, you know what? That, this is interesting. In previous years, that's the biggest difference between – we've seen this exact Stuart Dungy script, Filippoto out with a knee injury just two years ago. The biggest change is that all these guys were about – there was seriously no one to even think about in 2012. I'm probably insulting somebody, but I cannot even think of another rider who anyone thought Michael could win Lassie. the title. Who was there in 2012? Lefty Weimer, Andrew Short. Yeah, Shorty, Shorty was good. Yeah, okay, we got it, JT. We heard you the first time. <laughs> who was JT's guy that he mentioned? You just keep seeing Alessi over and over. He just That's keeps, my point. Yeah. Like, no one went into that year saying, but Alessi, he could beat Dungey and Stewart. Nobody said that. Beat him in Washugo, Weege. Beat him okay. in Washugo. That's true. Um, I think this year there are other guys that, that – Put the lie detector on the next four or five guys we're going to talk about and say, can you beat Dungey for a title? And they'll all say yes, and oh, the lie detector would probably prove them correct. I guarantee you the 22 thinks so. I yeah. guarantee you that. Uh, Run down the line. I think the 94 thinks so as well. Yeah. I'm, yeah. The 51? Yeah. Yeah, he thinks he can beat anybody. That's the biggest difference. Josh Grant, too. I bet you Josh Grant, too. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure that's – well. I think you could say a lot of things to Josh Grant. He would pass a lot of <laughs> But I, I don't know. I think he's far off from that. But I do believe that he believes he's better than everybody. Yes. Yeah, right. I, I don't agree. think the yeah. last time it was Stu versus Dunge, there was anyone else that you could yeah. – in that league. But now yeah. – Yeah, you got a point. Not quite that no, I, I don't – as the face card of Racer X, I must say, Weege, that is a very good point. You're right. Uh, 
back then, those guys knew they couldn't do it. They really didn't. And uh, I think you're right. I think Dunge is – I don't know if Dunge, uh, if his uh, his statue has been chipped a little bit or whatever, or if it's the other guys just being, say, more – maybe multiple champions of everything. Roxon's won. Barsha's won. Reed's won. You know, Tomac. Tomac. Short never really won. Weimer never. Weimer won on East Coast or West Coast 250. But you know what I mean? Those other guys have oh, some. I think, there's, I think there are still guys that they know they can't beat them. There, but there are definitely many more guys that feel they can now, for sure. All right. All right, let's, let's talk about Reed a little bit. JT, you're, that's your guy. Um, how's he going to do? Well, you, you're, you're, you're pretty um, – you, you know, you're, 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 you're saying he's going to come in a little bit slow. He hasn't been, been uh, riding that much. But uh, how do you think he can do? Prediction – for him, I feel he's going to start and try to be consistent at the beginning of the year, get some points. Um, I do feel like he will improve, and then as long as he can stay healthy and stay in the hunt, I think, as guys always do, they start weeding themselves out because everyone's going to go absolutely ballistic at these first few rounds with Bill Poto out. Uh, the field will, will whittle itself down. Guys will get you know nagging injuries and lose interest and all this stuff, and that's when he will become, you know, he'll be getting into his 100% time, and that's when he makes it, he turns it on. But he had a terrible outdoor year last year. I mean, epically. He had a terrible Supercross year last year, too. No, he, he still wasn't that bad in Supercross last year. He really he wasn't. wasn't. good. What? He wasn't good. He was fifth, and believe me. Yeah, okay, but his okay. Race, races were terrible. It, it, he was epically bad outdoors last year. Now I know different Chad Reed, different bike, but holy shit balls was he bad? I mean he was dicing with Derek Anderson, and I, I don't even know some of the guys he was dicing. He probably didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know. He did not know the names of the guys he was racing with. I guarantee you that. Um, so th- this is go. I mean we saw this year he won two Supercrosses. He's much better Chad Reed, but holy, he's got a long way to come. To Are you beat. doubting him again? No, no. I'm just saying. Sounds like it. So you do you think he can get – can he win races? Yes. Can he get third in the points, second in the points? Challenge Dunge. Uh, yes. Okay. Weege? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like we pretty much have seen these switch flips. You either get the bad Chad Reed or the good Chad Reed. And then when you get the good one, that's where we – Ping used to joke about the high Ryan butt patch. He would just park himself in front of Dungey, and Dungey couldn't get around him. They were so, – they were, when Reed is on, they were so equally matched. We've seen it yeah. in Supercross and Motocross. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Reed the benefit of the doubt. In fact, I believe in the first round or two, you'll, I'm not saying he's going to win any of those motos right off the bat, but I think you'll even see some speed and be like, okay, he could be there yeah. later, a little, little bit later. Yeah, he comes into Glen Helen, goes 6'5", five, 5'4", five, you know, kind of shoulder still. He didn't know nine. Yeah. He didn't know nine. Yeah, literally, he, he got um, – what? Oh no! I think it was round three. High point. He started. He won, right? But first two rounds, he was uh, just okay. You know. Yep. So, um, Roxon, what about Kenny? I see. I think Kenny can win. I, I like Kenny over Chad. Uh, I know he's a bit I think tired. Kenny... I know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Weech. No, you go ahead. Me. No, he didn't say nothing. It was me. Oh. Go, go. I think that Kenny will start really, really well going to come out and if he wins Glen Helen I'm not shocked I'm really not I just think that 17 supercrosses 
Uh, we get about six to eight outdoors in, you're going to see him struggle a bit with the season length and Alden's program just being so taxing on him at this, you know, the first year in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you know, basically what we saw, the same thing that happened to him on the Whittler bike, he just kind of falls off a bit at the end and his body's just worn down a bit. But I think as the years goes on, if he stays on the program he's on, he will improve, but I just think it's going to be a little bit much at the end of the season. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd go with that. I mean, he did drop off last year, but he didn't have Alden either. So should be and Supercross he did this year. Yes, and Supercross this year for sure. So um, you know there is that. Uh, Tomac's going to miss the first couple rounds. I, I had him being a big surprise this year. So now with him missing a couple rounds, I don't know. It's hard to jump in the series, but I think Tomac will be better uh, outdoors than he is indoors. The eight hundred is racing Glen Helen, and then he is going to Canada. But if Mike finishes in the top three at Glen Helen, do you think he stays in the U.S.? Do you think Crazy no. Tony? No? Nope. Really? The only chance he has to stay, and my this is purely speculation on my part, is if he goes 1-1. Hmm. If he goes 1-1, I think all bets are off. <laughs> you could see him getting top three at Glen Helen, though, right? I can. Oh, yeah. I absolutely expect yeah. I expect him to be top three at Glen Helen. Yeah. Weege? I don't think he's as good as Glenn Helen as people think. I think that's just based on he's from California. <laughs> I remember, like, I mean, Villapoto, okay, obviously Villapoto's done a number on Alessi quite a few times outdoors, but he really put the hurt on him, especially at Glenn Helen. Only in the last, like, five minutes. Yeah, when he was starting like a minute behind him. I, I, I agree. But if you look at how far Alessi had pulled away from everyone else and then Villapoto reels him in, he was absolutely gone in that moto. He was gone that whole season. That was, that was how much better he was than those guys until he got hurt. No, Alessi. Alessi. No, Alessi, too, because as soon as Villapoto was out, then Alessi waxed everybody in Texas and probably would have continued to do that all year. I think that was just how good Alessi was. I don't think that – I think the assumption is Alessi's from California, so Glenn Helen – is especially good for him. I think you see Alessi at the same level that he is in any other track, and I don't know if that's podium level against this field. Hmm. Okay. He wasn't last year against these guys, and there's more of them. He's really good at Glen Helen. <laughs> I know he's from California. <laughs> I, know, he I know Glen Helen is in California, but that's as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to connect those dots. <laughs> I know, he says. <laughs> um, all right. What about he will connect them for you? Has he ever won an overall Glen Helen? I don't believe uh, he ever has. He's come damn close. I don't know. I know I've seen him out front a lot there. Okay. Let's move on to the Honda guys. Barsha and Kennard. What do we think? What are we going to see? Kennard? Everyone talks about Kennard not getting hurt and not not making. He made all motos last year. He made all 24 motos. Didn't score points in everyone. He had a bad day at Unadilla, but. He he did indeed line up for 24 motos last year, fourth in the series, uh, almost won Millville, right? Didn't he go like one? He thought he did. Yeah, he went one four or whatever. Almost. He thought he, yeah. thought he won the overall. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Barsha Barsha had a rough Supercross season. Is Barsha better outdoors than indoors? I had someone tell me that. I, I don't think so. I don't I, think so. How did the results don't show that? Well, I, I don't know. Someone said, "Isn't he better outdoors?" I'm like, ah. Not really. I don't. And he's a what two-time East Coast champion in Supercross. Yeah, he's solid outdoors, but 
So what do we see? We I don't even know any of any races he's won outdoors. Uh, won Southwick a couple times. Uh, yeah, I mean overalls. Yeah, Did he won the overalls. Yeah, he won overalls a couple times. Um, yeah, one good year that last year in the two fifties, he was in the thick of it with with Baggett and Tomac most of the season. But yeah, yeah, that's true. To, it's nothing compared to the two Supercross titles. After he just won a title in yeah. Supercross. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um. I, I'm really – I don't know why, but I, I just have a feeling that Kennard's going to be better. Yeah, than You're on the Kennard train. You are on I'm the, on the Kennard train. You Absolutely are. on yeah. the Kennard train. Hmm. Um, I think those guys are going to struggle with the bike and – Here we go. Not be in the mix. Here we go. Um, Wait, here we go. I thought you – I thought you were the guy saying that about the bike. Me? Earlier in the year. No? No, I'm never – I'm never on the – bandwagon like JT. I think that they have problems with the bikes. They struggle with the bikes, but I think too much is made of these bikes and how they are the devil bikes. Uh, they are red, but um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, 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 I mean, Barsha's telling me the bike works great outdoors. Of course, this is what before the season when everybody is feeling better and never been in better shape and everything else. But still, um, I think they're fine. They look, they look good. I think those guys. I think Rocks and Barsha and Canard are incredibly close. I really do. With with Chad Reed, the wild card, not the face card, the wild card, um, and then Dungeon Stew, 1-2, 1-A, whatever, 1-A, 1-B, you know? Um, so Rox and Barsha and Kennard, I think, are pretty close. And I don't know. It could go either way, you know? I'm just glad Trey, yeah, I agree with I just, I'm glad Trey stayed healthy So last summer. Um. Yeah. Hey, you guys have been listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. BTOsports.com, cheaper international shipping, $99, uh, what is it? And Let me see this. Uh, free express shipping for all over, over $99 in the US, 48 USA states. Uh, biker body, use the code PULPMX to save yourself money at BTOsports.com. Proud sponsors of Andrew Short and Matt Gerke of the BTO Sports KTM team. And, of course, Fox Racing, the official gear of the RCH team. Ken Rocks and Ryan Dungey, many others. Foxhead.com, Fox Racing uh, on the web. Check them out and listen to this commercial from Race Tech to uh, save yourself some money on some suspension rebuilds. BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Race Tech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lee, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Race Tech Suspension, and they've been along, around a long time, and their their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike. And use Race Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Race Tech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers. Riders and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thie, the owner of Race Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. All right, and we're back, Racer X podcast, 450 motocross preview. Um, Grant is apparently shredding in the preseason. 
That is the word on the street, Weech. Oh, yeah, stopwatch nationals. Yes, he is winning the stopwatch nationals. I think he's the points leader. He's going to have he's going to have a good Glen Helen. He's going to have a good Hangtown. But where where is he going to go from there? Probably to Lakewood. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um fast he won a moto at Lakewood. It's fast there too. I mean, we're going to kind of see the same Josh Grant, right, that we've always seen. He'll be fast, but fifth, sixth place guy. Yeah, I have no reason to think it's going to be much different. I mean, there'll be a couple motos where you're like, wow, this guy's good. Yeah. And then that will probably make some team, trainer, coach, sponsor, somebody think, well, we could work with this guy. <laughs> right. We can work with speed. We can work with speed. And then we'll continue the cycle anew. Like, I just don't see what's, what's the sign that this time Josh Grant's going to just be unbelievably fit, strong, ready, consistent, solid 24 times. Oh, he's happy living in the now. He is happier. Yeah. And it is now. Um, is Brayton making the first rounds? Weege, do we know yet? I think, I mean, that's the plan, but. That's the plan, but I don't. It I wasn't still, locked in. Yeah. I don't know if he's riding even still. Like a week ago, I don't think he had ridden. Yeah. It's getting, I think, didn't you even say this to him? Like, it's almost like, what's the point? Like, it probably isn't going to go well. No, I didn't. I said, "What the point? Is, what, why the point are you? Why are you hiding your knee surgery?" That's what I said. Oh, oh okay. or not knee surgery, knee knee injury. I should say. Why are you hiding your knee injury? And he said, "Because Apparently not hiding it now." Because uh, ah, he said it. He, he just was trying to not say it over and over. He was like, "Well, I got a contract, you know. I don't know." I'm like, "Yeah." So you just want everybody when you're sucking balls with the first two rounds because you barely ridden. You want everybody just to laugh at you? No, we want to know you have a knee injury and you'll be healed and you'll be bet and you'll be better. So, um. Nicolette. Put him at same cycle every year for whatever reason. Yeah. Either he's just a slow starter when it comes to outdoors, or a lot of times he's coming in with an injury like this. The first couple of rounds go terribly. Yeah. And then everybody's like, WTF, Brayton. And about halfway through the year, he has a couple of better ones. He's even, you know, top five or podium or whatnot. Yeah. I, I think, it, again, it would probably be similar. Uh, Nicoletti's doing the first three, and we'll see how it goes. Got to have better results in Supercross, though, right? It's got to be better. Nicoletti's a better outdoor rider. Yes. Uh, what about the Cowie guys, Metcalf and Weimer? Ooh, what about Villapoto? Metcalf. Yeah, what about Villapoto? He, did, uh, yeah, he, he said he was racing. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Metcalf, man. Solid. Solid. Like a version of Andrew Short. I'm a believer. You've always, you've always been. Um, I have. I'm, I've been supporting him from the beginning. Metcalf will be top five at the end of the year, provided he doesn't get hurt. Agree or disagree, Weege? How many guys could you say that if you're going to throw in the providing he doesn't get hurt? Wow, yeah, no, but I'm no, I'm, I'm, but I mean, I, Barsha, Kennard, Roxon, Reed, Dunn, Stu, right there, we just named uh, six guys. But I say your odds get better if you take the if he doesn't get hurt clause out, because I know Metcalf did. Two years ago in the Suzuki, get hurt bad. Yeah. But that really wasn't even his fault. I think for the most part, one of his strengths is not getting hurt and doing all 24 motos. And other guys are fast here and there, but then they have a bad day or they or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do believe he's top five in the series. Does that mean he's the fifth best rider or fifth fastest guy? I don't know about that. But fifth in points? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and Weimer? Weege? Or JT? What do you think? Uh, 
top ten. He'll have a he'll have a couple good motos here and there, like Unadilla. He was third in that moto and stuff like that. So it's just really the consistency at the front that I think he lacks. All right. Um, and Shorty, JT, Andrew Short of the BTO Sports KTM team. Shorty will do what Shorty does. Uh, you know, <laughs> top ten. Yeah. Ninety-nine percent of the time. Uh, last year he had a he had some fitness issues outdoors, which I wasn't wasn't really sure what to contribute that to. Um, so I'll be kind of watching to see how that plays out. Um, you know, I, I know how hard Andrew works, so I'm not really sure why that was happening, uh, and I, I don't know that he knows either. So if he can get his his fitness end dialed in, then I, I expect to see him in the top ten. You know. Most are of the you? Time, if not every time. Are you? So you're blaming Seiji? This is basically what you're I'm doing not at right all. Now. No, that's I, exactly what you're doing. I would right blame Seiji if I thought he was out of shape, which I don't think was the case. <laughs> I just think they. Does he need to get Wardy? Does he need to get Jeff Ward? <laughs> We've seen that before. Uh, it's pretty hard to argue with uh, Anderson's <laughs> results, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I'm not a doctor. I don't. I didn't. Wasn't privy to any tests or anything that he had done and right. blood tests and all that kind of stuff. But I just know what I saw and I watched a lot of times and was in the team meetings and all that stuff. So if that's that's all I'm really worried about is, is if they have that uh, it, the fitness body thing sorted out. Weege, if you gave Short and Metcalf endless gas, okay, so they had just somewhere gas was being dropped into their gas tanks somehow. Okay. And they just they just had Wirelessly. a race. Wi Fi. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had a race together, and it just went on for eternity. Who would stop first? Who would win? Who would quit? Man, that's actually really interesting. Where, right? Where have they met up points-wise in these, these 450 series before? I'm sure it's almost always a duel. Right? Right to the end. You can't, right? you can't name anything that Metcalf or Short do really well. They're not blazing fast. You know? They're both great guys. Uh, they, they work their balls off. They're solid riders. They're like the same guy. But I think that Metcalf was in significantly better shape than Andrew last year, though. Again, with the shape, with the Sagey stuff. Again. No, I, I don't. I'm, I think there was something going on with Andrew. I'm kidding. Year. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. Uh, Metcalf rode three races, and I don't think in any of the six motos he was outside the top ten. So pretty good. And you guys, Metcalf, uh, this is cool. If you read the interview we had on Monday, he said he actually totaled the points up from those races that he did, and he was fourth. Oh, so really? He, oh, yeah, exactly. He wanted to be top five. Tried. He said was which, which, which really, that's about what he, that's that sounds about right. Yes, exactly. You know, um, it really surprises. It sounds awesome, but then if you really think about it, you're like, that shouldn't that should just be par. Like that's exactly what you get from Metcalf. Yeah, that, he is that good. I think people. Same thing with short. People forget how good they are. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I'm. I will be at the at the end of the year. I will be at some point unleashing the short rant. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, no, I won't. I'll keep it in the drawer now. But it will. Be, it's coming back though. It'll come back. It will. It will come back. Uh, JT is Matt Gurky going to be okay for round one? I have. I don't know. I would assume so. But I. I man, honestly, when it comes to the racing side of what the team does now, man, I'm so out of the loop. Well, I'm honestly. just asking, just as a guy in the know, just whatever. No, I. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think he's been riding, so I would assume he'll be there, but, man, I just I, I don't know for sure. All right, let's move on to Pike and Tedesco. JT, what do you think Weston Pike can do on a works Suzuki with nobody, with people doing everything for him? 
I'm not sure of who this Weston Pike is. Mm, yeah, you've written him off. Uh, God, he's going to hurt you to see. Him I know. Like I know. Oh, man, who is this guy? I Tedesco. I remember a guy. There used to be a guy that rode for fly racing. Uh, he was great. I mean, yeah. just tremendous competitor. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure where, when, what happened to him. We need to do like a where are they now okay. piece on him or something. Yep. Yeah. We can, we can look into that. Um, uh, Weege, what do you think? Man, that one's hard to classify. I mean, there were t- if you just go by Supercross, and I think Pike has shown the same gains he was making Supercross year to year when he would show up for outdoors. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's only good at one or the other. I mean, his peak this year, Pike's peak, might have <laughs> been even above short. Not even close in points. Because that's what Short does. Yeah. But then do you put him in the conversation of, you know, if Metcalf and Short can be top five guys, why isn't he? Yeah. Why, why uh, wouldn't he be? And I know you he could, had some – he yeah. was worse than Stewart this year with stupid, crazy, weirdo bad luck happening. But uh, you would think the team thing would help a lot of that. Um, I, I could – I think he – I think he can get a podium. Yeah. Photo. Yeah. And I think you'd be top five a lot. Really, huh? Uh, I'm not like, s- really good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Right. He's got a better bike. He's got every oh, no excuses. Buddy Martinez. He's got Buddy Martinez helping him out. He's got no excuses. Like, yeah, maybe there's a guy who just takes an opportunity like this and just just really rises above it. Or maybe his ceiling is no matter what he's riding, that's his ceiling. You know, he's gone balls out. He's 100 percent no matter what, and that's his ceiling. And and which is still good. We saw him get a fourth in Utah, I believe, and um, at least in a moto anyways. So, yeah, like, hard to say. Hard to you say. Know, you know uh, the former, the artist formerly known as Weston Pike pretty well. A lot of times the guys in this situation, and I don't think this applies to him, but you tell me if you think it does. A lot of times guys, once they get that pressure, it changes things a lot. I think that that's – does he believe in pressure? Does that even matter? I I don't subscribe to that theory. Um, I have heard other people, uh, when discussing this particular rider that you speak of, uh, they've they've also um, echoed what you're saying that when he gets pressure and and it's he has to perform because he's getting a big paycheck and all these things that his results are going to suffer. I personally don't think that's going to happen just because I know Weston's personality. And I know his his mindset and all the way he thinks and approaches this whole deal, and I, I just don't think that that that's gonna gonna happen. I don't think he cares about any of that stuff. I just think he's like, oh, okay, cool, I'm making more money now. Let's go, let's go race still. You know, it's just he does not believe in pressure. No, I, I just don't think it it matters to him. I don't think that he really cares what people think. You know, like the team personality, he doesn't care. Like, well, great, whatever. You know, like it's just. That's just how he is, and also, I think that's a benefit to him in this situation. Also, too, like, you you have a guy who, like, okay, say you're like some uh, – I'm trying to think of a good analogy here, but um, look, the we- if you're Weston and this whole RCH thing doesn't work out, they don't bring you back for next year, you just go back to what you were doing, which wasn't that bad, and you were killing it, you know? So it's all a bonus for him, no matter what, how he does this summer. If they pick him up and pay him a couple hundred thousand dollars, it's awesome. But his alternative was working for him, too. It wasn't like it was terrible. 
So, you know, you have that. You have that, that, that part of the deal, too. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I could – I don't I, – because we've been calling him the nihilist and saying he doesn't believe in things all along. I do believe the pressure won't matter. But I don't think it's because he's like, yeah, going back to my own privateer deal was awesome. Wow. Did I say – did I use the word awesome? I shouldn't have used the word awesome. Well, at least that's the way it sounds when you're like, ah, if it doesn't work out on essentially a factory Suzuki team owned by Kerry Hart, Ricky Carmichael, at least I can go back to me and Louie in the truck that yeah. I have to pay for. I think he thinks that's fine. Really? I do. He doesn't okay. care. He's a nihilist. Okay. Um, and Tedesco, does anybody think we're going to see Tedesco really do anything for the whole series? Some flashes, some good rides, probably Hurt. get hurt. Correct? We almost need to put an over-under on amount of motos started or something. Hmm. I'll, I'll go nine. I'll go nine. Yeah, I'm going to go less than half, so we're close. Okay. Yeah. yeah. JT? Uh, I'm going to say 24 motos, 12 rounds. Wow. All right. Okay. Uh, I deserve two. Great guy. Awesome guy. Good rider, but it's just it, – it's – Man, this year in Supercross, like he just kept hitting the dirt, just over and over, and you're like, "Oh God, I even have." <laughs> oh, you guys like seeing guys get hurt? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you guys are predicting yeah. an injury. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks. You guys are proud of yourselves. I can tell you've been spending a lot of time on Vital MX lately. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, we haven't talked about Mookie. Mookie Fever. How's Mookie? I can't wait till Mookie and Barsha get together for one. I can't wait for that. The sequel. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna oh, be the, good. The um, trilogy. Yeah. Oh, was there? Oh, the, yeah. There wasn't. Right. Daytona was started part, at uh, Elsinore. Was it? Oh no, Utah. Utah. D- Daytona was part two. And then Daytona's part two. Yeah. Right. And Mookie, then, and Mookie and Bam Bam is a great movie title. It is, huh? Mookie, Mookie and Bam Bam, two renegade cops. Yeah. <laughs> the law. The you get the dreads and the, the wrong side of the law. Yeah. And everything. Oh man. The cops want their badge. The mob wants them dead. Dead. They are Mookie and Bam Bam. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. It's good. Uh, I, uh, too, like uh, you know, when they were tweeting back and forth, and I think Mookie was like, "Yeah, whatever, homie. See you in the outdoors." And Barsha replied with, "Ah, yes." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to make of that. It seemed awesome, though. It's, <laughs> it seemed clearly Barsha thought it was funny. It seemed like Barsha was ready to rumble. Um, so you, you can't really, you know, you can't make sense of a crazy man, and that definitely seemed like a crazy man thing to say. So <laughs> I, look, I look forward to seeing Mookie and Bam Bam uh, this He's summer. Ready to rumble unless it's in that tunnel with Pike. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey! Somebody do something. About this. Hey, uh, uh, Gallagher, come here again. We got a Gallagher. <laughs> Weston's in the tunnel. He's rough diplomacy. Let's, let's, let's settle this with economic tension or something. <laughs> yes. Let's discuss this out. That's Weston. Gallagher, run a blockade for me. As Weston is standing in the tunnel saying, come on, come here. Um, but Mookie should be good, right? We'll see We'll see JS7-like performances, some good, some bad. We all predict that? I think it depends on yeah. how full the field is. Like, if it's super deep and a lot of guys stay in it. Like, last year he had some good rides. But I don't think the results, like at the end of the day, were. But he got he got a podium in a moto, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, he made moto at. Uh, yeah, Bud's Creek. Yeah, Bud's Creek. He yeah. was even closing in on his brother at one point, and then James well, went down before the battle materialized. But yeah, I think it just depends. Like 
I mean, man, when you start running down this list, there's a lot of guys. There is. I'm not sure he's going to jump. He, uh, Mookie's popular, and he's fast, and he's spectacular, so I think it jumps off the page. But then when you start laying those names out, you're like, well, I don't know if he's actually going to be better than Short or Metcalf or Weimer or even Pike, I think, in this case, or Kennard or Barsha and all these <laughs> other guys. But you don't. Ha- all those guys aren't going to be in every round. They're not going to have awesome motos every single race. No. So suddenly you're looking at – well, there's Mookie in top five, or going for another podium, or something. Yes, I think I think Mookie has speed, which is we can work with it. His his yeah. his, his face card, <laughs> and I don't know that. I, I think a lot of the guys he is. We're talking about him beating. He's he's faster than them. The the question is, can he, can he hold it? Can he stay off the ground? Can he be consistent? Uh, can he put two motos together? But I think he's going to be very fast. I think we're going to see him. If he does crash before he crashes, I think we're going to be like, wow, Mookie is really moving up, or Mookie's you know killing it right now, or whatever. Right. Uh, it's just can he can he put thirty five minutes together twice? Hmm. You know we haven't talked about. I have it on my paper, but he's on the bottom. We haven't talked about him. Davey Millsaps, the eighteen coming back. I don't know. I just talked to him. You'll read the interview on Monday on RacerXOnline.com. I don't know. He hurt himself again. <laughs> he hurt himself again. He's going to have a couple days on the bike before Glen Helen. God, he's been hurt a lot lately. I asked him about how that controversial knee surgery was that he got, and he's like, why does everybody keep saying that? It's just because they don't allow it in the U.S. And I'm like, well, that seems to be a little controversial then. Like donkey shows. Like, they don't allow it in the U.S., so, you know, my point is, is like there's something with it. It's not it just, just it never got FDA approval. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, like I mean, I didn't get his point of why he was like, why does everyone keep saying that? Well, it's not like getting your tonsils taken out, Davey. <laughs> you know? But anyways, uh what do you think, Weech? What are we gonna see from uh the one eight this year? It takes me back to I think it was the end of maybe it was still city like two years ago, we were talking to an agent. Um, and you and I think we're having a good time because he was really doing an excellent job of just absolutely twisting reality and, and shaping things in really strange ways. That's, a, that's, that's odd to hear about an agent. Was I there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. think so. At one point you had talked to him. I don't know if you were there for the whole conversation. Okay, I might have just walked away in disgust. See, that's, yeah. that's, that's the thing with you and I. You give all these guys, you give everyone in the pits time. You, everybody, every whack job, every agent, every nut bar trainer – you let them talk to you, tell them about their guys, and you, and you nod and go, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just go, I got to go. I yep. got to go. That's why they like me. Right. They don't like you. That's probably true, but I, got more, but I have more time on my hands. <laughs> so I said, uh, I go, man, how does it work? Like, do some riders, because one of the key elements that the agents can always use is, yeah, but my guy was hurt, or yeah, he was on the spike he didn't like, or yeah, this, or yeah, that. So just imagine how awesome it will be if you sign him for huge money. Yeah. And I'm like, then do you think there are certain riders that, in that case, purposely don't ever want to go to a race knowing everything is dialed in, because then if they get beat, then it's on them. Davey Millsaps! <laughs> I didn't even get to the period in the sentence. Didn't even get to the period in the sentence. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yep, oh, he'll come in. And if he can line up anything and put it up against him early, so he has a little out. Now, we definitely didn't see that in Supercross last year. In fact, he was hurt. Yeah. And he kept with it and came damn close. 
I mean, he barely dropped off at all. Filippoto came on strong, but he still rode rail right to the end. But honestly, beyond that, this is a very typical Millsap scenario. So he's coming in not quite 100% ready. I don't very convenient. I don't think he makes it the season. I, I hate. To oh, say, I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't want to be a dick here. JT is going to accuse me of wanting to get him to get hurt. I, do you think? Look, there's a lot of a lot of silly season talk going on with him about next year. There's lots of rumors, JT, and I haven't. I he told me everything was great. So, just for the record, lots of talk though that he is not like that bike. Do you hear that too? I've heard this. Yes, from people who would know though, or just crazy agents and trainers that we just talking to. Uh no, people that would know. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Um, I I mean I don't. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of time on it, so I'm not sure how he could judge it. But yeah, maybe close enough or whatever. So doesn't like the bike. Hasn't he's never. When's the last time he finished outdoors? 2007, I think it was. The last time he wrote finished a complete season of outdoors. It's been a long time. But he didn't write. Yeah. Super, but he didn't write supercars. So maybe but he heard again. Yeah, there's that, but. Maybe Davy Millsaps only has, you know, 14 races in him. Good or either one. You pick them. You pick them. Indoors, outdoors, whatever. He's got 14 races in him. And then, then the air is gone out of the balloon. So maybe he makes it because it's only half a season. So. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, that's not seeing like, it just doesn't seem like. I know he had a torn ACL, so that's gnarly, and the crash was pretty gnarly. People even saw it. But it just doesn't seem like he's in the, I don't care, I'm coming out here, I'm kicking ass and taking names zone mode line of thinking this season. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, we usually um, underrate Millsaps on these podcasts. He talks to us about that. So uh, here yeah. we'll just continue the tradition. Yeah, well, may as well. At least we said he would not be top five in Supercross. We were correct. Yeah, yeah. Good not point. Top five. Yep, yep. Year. We nailed Terrible it. Terrible year, in fact. Didn't score any points. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, uh, what else? Who else? Are we skipping anybody? Did we miss anybody? You guys are counting out Metcalf to do anything, um, which I, oh, once go. again, I got that. All right. uh, I think Reed sucks. Um, got that. I'm very high on Kennard. You're very high on Kennard. I'm high on Canada. Dark horse. Katie Perry style. JT is high on Jake Canada's chances again. Um, I can't wait till we talk about 250s because we got a half an hour to do on Christophe Porcel. Um, I'm excited about Alexia Glenn Helen. JT and I are going to be nose to nose, head to head. How will this go? Yeah, I'm, I'm with JT though, Weege. I'm siding with him. He's fast at Glenn Helen. He's very he's, fast. He's lines in the sand. He's very fast at Glenn Helen. He, he should podium. That's going to be the line of the sand, podium or not. Right. Yeah, I could see him. I could see him definitely podium, and I could see with a podium and a good ride, they ain't going to Canada. No. Oh yeah. Really? Oh for sure. For sure. JT, you got to win. That will not happen. Uh, that's well, you got to win. Um. Okay. All right. Let's. It's annual time for predictions here on the on the Racer X podcast show. Uh. All right. Give me the title winner, Weege. Uh, what have we just done for the last? No, time? but we're doing. We're putting it down. We're stamping this. I got. I got some categories here. Okay, Trey Kennard. I'm putting him down for the championship. Really? Yeah, okay. JT, I got Dunge. You got Dunge. Dunge. Uh, biggest surprise this season. Biggest surprise 
in the. If Trey Canard wins the title, obviously that would be. <laughs> All right. You know, Weed, you you were a real asshole on the Pulp Show a uh, couple last time you were here where you refused to get into the bench race debate about the best supercrosses of all time. And I, feel, I cannot decide that. And it I, is, I can't. I don't know the answer. It's just a bench race question. There is no right answer. That's why I can't answer it. So you're, I feel like you're doing that right now with just saying Kennard is going to win the title and Kennard's the biggest surprise. And No, I, I, I honestly, I already said it for, for the freaking first half hour of this show besides talking about TV stuff. Dunge. Dunge is obviously the favorite. All right. Okay. I'm just trying to make it. But if all three of us picking the same guy's lane. Yeah, well. If Kennard wins, nah, JT... and it's down on paper, me saying that, it will carry me through the pits at Utah. Ah, like my, Kyle Pe- down confetti. like my Kyle Peters prediction. Where I saw something in him last mm-hmm. year, and he made the podium. Wow, yeah. Saw... Very similar. No, oh, did you not see me getting carried off and confetti flying everywhere? You didn't see that? JT says Reed's going to win the title. So, okay. there we go. Biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. Anything. Good, you know, good, bad. What's going to be a surprise? Uh, we're still, we're still on forfeit, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no. We're... Okay. I thought, I thought we had that already. No. No, we didn't. Uh... Biggest surprise I got. Oh, let me go first here. I got Brett Metcalf making three podiums this year in this class. Yeah, that's right. Three podiums for Brett Metcalf. Can I just Brett explain Metcalf. something to the listeners here? Yeah. This all started about two or three years ago when Metcalf let Mathis know he's really a big fan of what Mathis writes. He did. He did, yeah. And ever since then, yeah. the Metcalf love affair. Uh, on. Unsolicited. He's like, hey, man, I don't always agree with what you write, but I think it's really good. It's really good stuff. It puts it out there. It's, it's good stuff to read. It's interesting. <laughs> just put it out there. So... And I immediately just started – I went in the bathroom and just pleasured myself for an hour <laughs> to that thought. But uh, anyways, what what do we got? Surprise. Metcalf, three podiums. I think that qualifies as a surprise. Canard's going to be good. I need to figure out a way to quantify that, though, right? Yeah, quantify number. it. Yes, quantify it, please. And no, be, There no, will be at least, if not more, five times during the season where you're like – Dude, wait a minute! Look at Kennard. That will be the that will be the reaction. <laughs> Good or bad? Just just oh my god! Look at Kennard. No, no. The, when the voice rises, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like right. he'll you know Dungeon still will be battling, and then he'll be like right there, and right. you'll be like, whoa, look at Kennard. There'll be at least five of those. Okay, all right. Uh, JT, quantifying it for you. My surprise will be that Dungy wins at least eight races. Overall. Yep. Wow. Uh, you got you got. If he wins eight, he's walking to the title. Literally walking, not riding. Okay. Walking to the title. All right. Um, biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment this year, rider wise, series or anything. Biggest disappointment. You guys think? Western Pike's gear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, anything we said. You know, this is presented by Fox Racing. Foxhead.com, btosports.com. Um, what do you think, Weege? Biggest disappointment? Um, I think I'm going to go with Mookie for the reasons I laid out before. Okay. I think, I think people are a little too excited. All right. <laughs> I think uh, biggest disappointment will be, once again, despite being a good guy, and this is a really good chance, it's just not going to work out for Ivan Tedesco. 
He's not going to make 24 motos. He's not going to – he's a fill-in for Tickle until Tickle comes back. He's not going to make – if he doesn't make all 24, he's not going to make when Tickle needs to come back either. You know what I mean? There will be gaps there where the, the RCH team will have one bike on, on the – at the races. So, all right. Uh, next category, top privateer. I realize it's tough to think about. We don't exactly know who's doing the whole series. Weston Pike is now a factory rider, so he doesn't count. But top privateer. I have Top Jimmy. Top Jimmy is a better outdoor rider than indoor rider. He had a rough Supercross season. There's no doubt about it. But I think the 77 will be the top privateer at the end of the year. Anyone else? Top Jimmy will be competing in all the races. Yes. That already gives him a massive leg up. <laughs> most of the other top privateers from Supercross we've heard from. The yeah. Park's experience. Yeah. You say will not be part of Super uh, Motocross. I don't believe. No, they are not. Nope. Going. Nick Schmidt is doing the first little while, though. Right. Uh, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, so Schmidt's really good, but not doing all the rounds, et cetera, et cetera. Nick Way not racing outdoors. And Blows not racing outdoors. Blows right. Right. So. And the nap is hurt. Yeah, and I was trying to think of if there were any uh, any guys that were like on the sidelines, oddly, and weren't coming back until now. We were actually hashing this out this week to figure out who to talk to at Race Direct. Like, I think. Is Lemoyne, I believe, I think he's going to race a 450, I think. Okay. If he does, he should. Freeze. I know you're big on the, I know you're big on that. Freeze was going to do uh, the first little while, but now he's going to Canada with, with Alessi, so. Whoa, back, full circle? Yes, Freeze is back. He's replaced Jer Bear under the Moto Concepts awning. Wow. Unless Mike, unless Tony changes his mind. So I was talking to Mike in Vegas, and I said, Mike, I can't believe you're going to Canada. That's ridiculous. It's a stupid idea. And I said, your dad is nuts. And he's like, well, my dad is nuts. <laughs> he goes, my dad is nuts. But he goes, dude, it was Genova's idea. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. He goes, he just feels like, you know, he can get more recognition for our team up there and feels like, you know, um, we'd get more uh, uh, publicity and press for, for, you know, going up there. And I'm just like, Mike, no. No, Mike. No, no. It's your dad's idea. It's stupid. So we had a big conversation. Why do you feel that? Why do you feel so strongly that it's Tony's idea? Oh, I just feel like Tony's just like we have to win a title. I have to get Mike a win. I have to get something on the resume. Something. You know, Metcalf did get Metcalf and Gerke went up there and won. And I think it 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 gave them some some street cred. You know, a little bit with people. People talked about it. It was. Not a huge deal, but people people kept up on that kind of stuff. I just feel like Tony, that's what Tony's thinking. He's thinking, I got to get, get my guitar. But why, why would that be different than Genova? I feel like Tony talked Genova into it. You know? Like, anyways, top privateer. Lemoyne would be good. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to vote for Jimmy because Jimmy for sure is better outdoors. What about Regal? He could even. What about Regal? Regal's doing them all. Uh, can, Regal of two or three years ago, I'd say that. I know they're obviously on the same team, so mm-hmm. they're fairly evenly matched. But um, I don't know about Regal yet. Are we seeing what Regal are we seeing? Uh, Kyle, Cassandra. No, Kyle. You're going to see Kyle, not Cassandra. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Well, I see Cassandra racing the 450 class. All right, you guys aren't really um, playing along about, with this. Uh, is is uh, <clears throat> Ben LeMay racing? Yeah. Yep. 
Yes, Chiz is. is in Canada, though, right? Chiz is in Canada. I feel like you guys aren't really research. You aren't really doing your research on this on this privateer thing. Well, this is what makes it difficult. I am literally looking at the point standings. I looked at last year's point standings and the Supercross point standings, and we just named how many. Do, like it's almost impossible to know who's even racing. We named four or five good privateers from Supercross who are not racing. Then you're just trying to figure out who the heck is even left. So potentially Lemoyne on a 450, Lemay Regal, Chiz is gone. Not many guys to pick from. What do you want me to say? Okay. All right. JT? I'm going to go with Ricky Ryan. You see the level? You just ru- you're ruining this whole podcast. I don't know. I, I'm on the same boat as Weej. All the, all the guys that could really challenge for that aren't racing outdoors. Okay, fine. What about Leslie Smith? Ah, it's East Coast stuff, I think. I don't know. So- we got a bunch of east, a bunch of west. <laughs> All right. Okay, what about the Candyman? What What about the Candyman? I don't even know. Oh, the know. Candyman is in. I did talk to his dad. Okay, candy well, there you go, jackass. You you talk to the Candyman guy. So I'm, I I'll, I will put Jimmy above Candyman. He's Ronnie Stewart, by the way. I'll I'll put I'll I'll pick top Jimmy over Candyman. Candyman needs more than two sets of gear. I'll tell you that to get through these nationals. Only <laughs> <Doing> two motos. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Best. Best national this year. What is going to be the best national this year? What are you most looking forward to? Uh, which race are you most looking forward to going to, I guess, I should say? Glen Helen for me. Really? Yeah, I'm excited for the first one. Because the opener and the and the track yeah. and the facility or just the opener? Could the opener Definitely be- not the facility, but I think the track will be cool and it's just the first one. Okay, so wherever the opener was, you'd be most excited for. No, no, oh. Glen Helen's going to be good. We haven't been there in five years and... Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of excitement because no one really knows where they fit in right now with Phil Poto out. Right. And I think as we go a few weeks in, people are, you know, the pecking order gets established. And you know how it was last year, like by Utah and Elsinore, everyone's just like, God, when when does this series end? So You, you seemed enthusiastic at Utah last year. You seemed. Uh, I, would th- I think Elsinore was at an all-time high, but Utah was <laughs> not good for me. Um. Uh... What about you, Weege? You're calling the action. Which one? Yeah, I really feel the same way. If the opener was still Hangtown, like it had been the last couple of years, um, then I probably wouldn't say it's the opener. But I think when you combine the opener with, if mm. like Glen Helen's a known but an unknown commodity at the same time, yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, Glen Helen's just unique. I mean, those freaking crazy hills and obstacles, as JT was alluding to, you just don't see that anywhere else. So you haven't seen these guys yeah. on it for five years in a national race. I think it's pretty cool. Then you wrap up that it's the opener. I think it's going to be hard to beat that. I look forward to my media credential getting me nowhere at Glen Helen as they sell every primo spot alongside the track. <laughs> Two different people. I look forward to that. Can't wait. Um, I'm going to say uh, I, the best race of the year for me, uh, I like Denver. I think Lakewood is taking this this crown over. I know people say Red Bud, but I hate flying into Chicago. hate doing the drive. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Flying to South Bend. The, I too expensive. I, you always got connections. You're missing them. Who knows? Uh, people. You I do fly United, so I, I like Red Redbud's good. Uh, I'm excited for Indiana to you know go back there and see what they can do there. But I think just overall, man, Lakewood, like nice city, Lakewood's nice, good, nice area, Lakewood is good, good pits, good viewing, uh, good race. Like you know, I think Lakewood is turning into something here, Weege. I think it's turning into something. 
is it is highly underrated. It's just not on the cool list yet. Yeah. Maybe because of the, um, you know, Redbud was just another round probably, what, in the 80s, 90s? Yeah. And then it really started making a push, and now I think people don't even think twice. And then I think Millville's gotten to that. They don't even think twice. It's just automatically said, what, what round's awesome? Oh, Redbud. Oh, Millville. Um, so I think it's going to be a few more years for people to realize that Colorado's one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, Colorado's strong. But to, you're putting it as number one? I, I, well, I mean, I'm not saying number one in anything but what race I like the most. He also thinks Toronto is the best Supercross of the year. I do. I do. R.I.P. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, so, I mean, your credibility is just just hucked out the window. R.I.P. Toronto. Just uh, flights, big city, less driving, good viewing, good pits, good track. Weather's usually pretty good, too. What? Weather's usually good. Yep. Yep, I'm you telling know, you. I mean, there was maybe a year or so where it was pretty hot, but it's not. Some of them are even nastier, I feel, with the heat and humidity. Yeah, Mil- it, Millville can be bad. It, ha- it hasn't been. Was it last year that was freezing cold? I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Was, 2005, Wakewood was 105 degrees. Yeah, but they've moved that wasn't, it, they that moved, wasn't great. They moved it up earlier now. It's it's not as hot as it used to be. Um, There's good rate. Some of that track, too. I don't know if it's because of the, just the altitude slowing the bikes down or what it is, but there have been some battles. I think because it, does, it doesn't get that rough. That, maybe that's why. I think that's it, really. It's, seriously, I don't think it gets that rough, so everyone can go faster, longer, and, you know. And kind of anywhere. Like, you can be inside or outside. You can run next to a guy for yeah. half a lap. Yeah. It's not like all these lines are bombed out and ruined. Yep. Get out of there. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Rougher tracks are always better. Rougher is better. Sorry. Uh, the race we're not looking forward to is Unadilla. I think that goes without saying. Um, oh, Unadilla's awesome. No, it's not. Yeah, man. No, it's not. How dare you? Um, I ever went to what? The first race I ever went to. Oh, all right, so then it's good then, I guess. Oh well, if you're allowed to pick Toronto, Toronto is like I understand. You're Canadian, people... you're picking Toronto because of Canada. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You fly into a great big giant city. You stay right downtown. You can stay in the dome Name if a you want. Cross, you don't fly into a great big city. <laughs> yeah. All right, you may have me there. It's a happening city. It's exciting. There's you can stay right at the dome if you need to. You literally minus five degrees. You literally can open your drapes of your hotel room and watch the race from. You no, know. you can't. Why? You don't stay there. I could. Street meat. Don't. Street meat is good. The the Friday night uh, DMX party is good. Um, everything about it. Eastside Mario's poutine. Ah. Fantastic race. Can't believe Feld's taking it off the schedule. No, no bias there at all. <laughs> Do you want me to start naming the excellent food that I grew up on in the New York, New Jersey area that I enjoy eating? <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, let me tell you what. Uh, the New York City thing aspect of the New Jersey Supercross was cool, but there was nothing else cool about it. No Starbucks by the hotel. Nothing around the hotels in New Jersey. Long drive to the stadium. Nothing around the stadium to do after practice or anything else. Uh, I can go on and on. So. Or just stay in the city next year. Oh, yeah. Stay in the city. and then, That's the move, for sure. Yeah, stay in the city and then go Lincoln Tunnel uh, to the New Jersey Stadium, to the Swamp of New yeah. Jersey. Sure. Right. Yeah, that's a smart move. Yeah, that's because what I'm doing on Saturday year. morning there's let so me, many computers. Let me, take, let me go to my bank first and get a small loan to afford my transportation all weekend. So. Or just rent a car. <laughs> still expensive. Still parking. You can't park downtown New York anywhere. Yes, you hey, if you want the privilege of hanging out in the – Greatest state in the union. You got to pay for it. All right. Anything, like else? anything else? It's a premium badge. We're, look, Jersey we're, is a premium. It's a luxury item. Hey, pay more for it. <laughs> P. 
people, we're still going to do a 250MX preview at some point. We may even drag Ping into it. Uh, we'll see. Um, uh, but this has been the 450MX preview show. Anything else, guys? Jake Kennard coming at you like a dark horse. BTOsports.com. RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Can't wait to see Weston Pike out there in his shift gear this summer. Should be fantastic. Ivan Tedesco wears Fox as well. Um, thanks, JT. Thanks, Weege. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. It's the day.